What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here. Week two. Almost in the books. Sunday night game is over. Wow. What a day. How, how did your Sunday night and, uh, and you know what? How did your whole Sunday week two go? Pretty good for the most part. I mean, there were some leagues uh, that I know I already lost. Uh, some leagues that did well. So um, I'd say it was a a mixed week. I mean, there were obviously a lot of disappointing performances, a lot of touchdowns that were irrelevant, but capped off with a great game at night as uh, the Chiefs did not score in the fourth quarter and the Ravens came from behind at 136-35. So a great Sunday night game to cap the uh, Sunday edition. Uh, we know we have a Monday night game, Detroit-Green Bay, probably not going to be great, but great Sunday night game. It really was very back and forth. I mean, listen, you know, we kind of expected this from these two teams, right? Isn't this isn't this always the M.O. is that these two teams just kind of slug it out like a couple of heavyweight prize fighters, just trading haymakers left and right? Um, you know, I mean, Lamar Jackson always gets up for this game. Uh, you know, a little, little disappointing there on that uh, on that final fumble. I thought the Chiefs were going to do it. But uh, oof. is that Clyde Edwards-Alaire who fumbled that? Yeah, it, that is not good. That I, That's the last thing you wanted to see because, you know, he's been disappointing so far. Mm-hmm. 13 carries for 46 yards tonight. He's really not involved in the pass game. He didn't even get a target. It's definitely concerning him. I think the Chiefs obviously were playing for three there, which is kind of uncharacteristic of them um, because they had the ball in good position. They had their timeouts. And I think the Ravens had one timeout left. Um, So it kind of backfired in a way. I mean, look, you can't lose the ball there if you're a running back. That's the number one thing in that situation. Protect the football. You know, you're not going to break any long play more than likely. You need to protect the football. Because at that point, it looked like they were settling for a field goal. So I wonder if that changes the way that Kansas City plays down the road um, because they they definitely settled for a field goal. They didn't get it. Uh, and then they had a chance to get it back, but the Ravens were very aggressive. You could see Harbaugh going to Lamar. You want to go for it? You want to go for it? And they did. Lamar picked it up, and that sealed the game. So, uh, yeah, a huge win for the Ravens. They They kind of needed this. It's usually most teams that start 0-2 do not make the playoffs. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. Coming off of that loss to the Raiders uh, last week on Monday night, I mean, you knew. You knew that they would come out. And, I mean, how great did Lamar Jackson look with the football? I mean, over 100 yards, pair of touchdowns. Um, he looked he looked good. But well, I'll tell you what, what's, what's more disconcerting, wondering what's going to happen to Clyde Edwards-Alaire? We're still trying to figure out uh, this backfield for the uh, for the Ravens, like Tyson Williams, you know, 13 carries, 77 yards. But you're telling me that uh, had he lost that fumble and David uh, Duvernay didn't didn't pick it up at the uh, at the end of that play in the uh, in the first quarter, I think Tyson Williams would have even seen another like 10 carries like that. So, you know, that was crazy. Latavius Murray came in, got nine carries, only 36 yards, but he did find his way into the end zone. Uh, and Devonta Freeman broke, uh, broke a big run, got, uh, got stuffed on another run, but he's in the mix. And, you know, listen, we've, we heard them say it, Greg Roman said it. Uh, we believe that we have a, a, a good solid four back rotation, which means <laughs> left bells coming. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, I don't see Freeman and bell really doing that much again tonight where they ran 41 times Freeman only had two carries it's really Lamar Jackson that's taking away because he had 16 carries so 
you know, Williams is Williams at least is involved in a passing game. It was only two receptions tonight, but they will throw the ball to him and he's looked good. It's, you know, he's going to be touchdown dependent. You know, if he had a touchdown today, if he, you know, didn't fumble that goes in the end zone. Oh, okay. Yeah. He had a good day. He didn't score. You're like, man. So he's really touchdown dependent at this point as is Latavius Murray. So, you know, Williams is the better play. He's more like RB two, high RB three. And Murray a little bit behind that. Uh, he's definitely relying on touchdowns. But, yeah, I mean, it's tough because it's a backfield that you want to invest in because we know how potent this run game could be. But they're all kind of cutting into each other, especially if Lamar's going to run it 16 times. I think last week he had like 13 or 14. He also led the backfield last week, too. At the same time, though, you can't have your quarterback doing that every week. He's going to get hurt. <laughs> Which has always been the big concern. It's why you see so many uh, mobile quarterbacks get held back by their coaches uh, later on. So, um, yeah, lots. To listen, lot, lot going on with that uh, with with that backfield. I agree with you that they're they're going to have to pull Lamar back at some point. But for the time being, right now, um, he is their number one ball carrier, and they're going to have to uh, to go with it. Uh, Marquise Brown had himself a good day. Six catches for 113 yards and touchdown. Travis Kelsey, of course, uh, looking sharp. And then in the realm of, uh, huh? What? Uh, Nicole Hardman, the part of Nicole Hardman will be played by Demarcus Robinson tonight. Oh, no, wait. It'll be played by Byron Pringle tonight. How about that one? Um, disappointing night for Tyree Kill. Only three catches on four targets for 14 yards. I can't um, remember the last time Tyreek Hill had a game this bad. Yeah, that was right? uh, like three for fourteen and a fifteen yard carry. That's it. Yeah, not good. Not good, you know, because I have him in GST and I needed some extra points. Yeah, well, I guess he made it. He, he gave it to you last week with the one ninety seven. <laughs> yeah, well, he gave it to me this week too, just not in as nice a way. How about yeah. a courtesy spit for crying out loud? Right, something, anything. Damn. That was raw and that hurt. So, um, all right. Ravens go on to win 36-35 for the Sunday night game. Uh, Adam and I, we're going to go uh, We're gonna go game by game here. We're probably not going to linger as long as we did on this game because this was exciting. There were a lot of other games that weren't. Let's start it off with New England against the Jets. Uh, okay, Zach next. Wilson looked atrocious. Okay. Yeah, this will be quick. Yeah, Zach Wilson looked atrocious. Uh, Bill Belichick scheming against a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach. Uh, bing, bang, boom. Oh, done. Right. I mean, you got thoughts on this? Yeah, just brutal. I mean, four interceptions for Wilson. Uh, you know, the run game again, they're using all three, although Coleman lower in the pecking order. Um, only five carries. Uh, that's why I didn't want no part of him. But I mean, you can't really start any of these guys now. I think Carter is a guy you hold on to if you do have him. You know, if they can improve, uh, you know, I think he his touches increase as the season goes along. Um, looking at that snaps, uh, let's see, 33 Ty Johnson, 33 Michael Carter, seven for Tevin Coleman. Yeah, hi. Uh, I would not like to invest in this backfield ever. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Pats win 25 to six. Moving right along. Let's go to a better game here, sort of, I guess. Carolina, 26-7 winners over New Orleans. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just say this. Like, you know, I'll, I'll let you uh, throw down about the game. For me, though, you know, I got so much shit this morning from people like, you know, why 
Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara weren't in the playbook this week. And I was like, well, for starters, I didn't really like the matchup here for Kamara because, you know, of, of the way that we've seen the Panthers defense scheme specifically against him. I didn't love that matchup for him. Um, not to mention the fact that I wondered whether or not we saw the real Jameis Winston last week or if the real one was going to show up this week. And as far as McCaffrey goes, you know, I was like, listen, I, you know, the Saints are always a good, solid run defense. They've always been, you know, very conscious of Christian McCaffrey. And, and I'll tell you what, man, had McCaffrey not gotten into the end zone at the end of that game, <clears throat> he would have had a good day, but a day worth 10 grand on, uh, on, on FanDuel, right? 94 or seven or whatever it was that he was over on DraftKings. Like, I don't understand why people think that, you know, just because it's the most expensive player means you got to get him into your lineups. Yeah, you don't have to. Well, here, it's simple with Kamara. It had nothing to do with any of that stuff. You can't have success when you're an NFL team and you have the ball for 21 minutes, 28 seconds, and you run 43 plays. They ran 43 plays. Carolina ran 73. Carolina had the ball the entire game. That's the reason why the Saints had no success. And when they did have it, obviously, they weren't able to sustain drives. But you can't have success when you have eight carries uh, and you don't have the ball. That's the reason why the Saints struggle today. So would you say it was play calling? No, I mean, it was the defense couldn't get off the field. Carolina had the ball for, what, 38 minutes? But you also looked at a, at a number of three and outs for the, uh, for the Saints. Uh, I don't know how many they had, but they just couldn't keep the ball at all. Couldn't move the ball. Couldn't move the ball. Um, yeah, I don't know. You got anything else on that one? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean which, which Jameis Winston do you think you're going to get next week, Adam? Well, I mean, last week he had hardly any pass attempts and threw five touchdowns. This week he had hardly any pass attempts and threw two picks and 111 yards. So, yeah, this offense right now. And that was the concern, though, with Wentz. They don't have a lot on this offense. And that was my concern. Look, Kamara, I only have in one league. I think it was my last draft and I had the third pick. And I was like, all right, you know what? I don't have Kamara. Let me take him. Right. Because. You know, I already had Zeke, so I took him. But I did say before the year, if this Saints offense struggles, it's going to hurt Kamara because he's very reliant on touchdowns. He's a back that's not getting 250 carries, right? We know he gets 80-plus receptions every year, so he needs that, and he needs the touchdowns. Look at what he did two years ago when he didn't score touchdowns. That's the concern here with the, with the Saints. It's just not a very good offense. I mean, look at the passing targets. They just don't have much. You know, Winston and Tampa Bay had Evans and Gawain. He doesn't have that here. But, 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 but what happened to Marcus Galloway? I mean, you know, he was good in the double-digit rounds. and People <laughs> pushing up to the eighth, ninth round, it was absurd. I, I did think he would have a better game than this this week. But Me too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty bad, man. I still used him in DFS. I was like, you know, there was no value on the slate whatsoever. Yeah. Right? There was nothing. Um. I don't think it was a bad play. I mean, it looked like a bounce back game. and It did look like a bounce and back game. And it just didn't happen. The whole offense just sucked. Yeah. Did not look good at all. And, uh, yeah, there you go. I also, it's very funny, Adam. I have one share of Alvin Kamara. Uh, I got him in, like, one of my last drafts, the Dirty Laundry draft, the, uh, the Husbands and Wives League. And so it was uh, – but, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine, man, because, you know, you he couldn't get a lot of touches today because they weren't a lot of plays. So you got to think that uh, this offense will get better. Um, 
you got to think it's going to get better. Yeah. It's very tough for it to get worse. Oh, I think they play New England next week, though. Yeah, in oh. New England. <laughs> Jameis Winston against Bill Belichick. Great. <laughs> oh, Chicago, 20 to 17 winners over uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, multiple things in this one here. Um, Andy Dalton obviously hurt, and now we're looking at the possibility of him being out longer. Justin Fields came in, uh, then he came out, then Dalton came back in, then he went. I mean, it was just, it was back and forth of that. It was like a yo-yo game there. Um, you know, just not, you know, there, there just really wasn't anything uh, really strong. They couldn't get anything going on offense. You got to love, a, a, thankfully, uh, an Allen Robinson touchdown. Um, he dropped a touchdown, too. Yeah. You know, you're so negative, man. Well, no, I want, I'm putting this out there for the <laughs> listeners that didn't get to see everything. Did you see Joe Burrow's three interceptions on three straight pass plays? Yeah, I did, man. Ugh. What was that? Yeah, he's under a lot of pressure again. Um, did salvage it with some plays late, but not what you wanted to see. Two touchdowns, three picks, 207. Um but yeah, I mean, Fields, not great. He threw a bad pick. But again, he had 10 carries, only 31 yards, but that's the key. He's going to run. And if you're going to be a running quarterback, it just elevates your floor, as you'll see when we get to Jalen Hurts later on. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Fields should be picked up if he isn't already rostered. I know probably most of our leagues he is. I know I did draft him in a couple leagues um, as a backup. So, you know, he should be uh, one of the top waiver wire targets at quarterback. Should be one of the top waiver wire uh, additions. Yeah. I mean, listen, everybody's in on it. Um, depends on who your QB is. Uh, like, it's not a situation where I'm like, you know, if I'm sitting with like a Matthew Stafford or better, uh, I don't necessarily know if I'm looking at Justin Fields, you know? I mean, you're going you're gonna to get rookie mistakes no matter what. You can't. You know, sit and assume that, you know, everything's going to be hunky-dory and it's going to be perfect. Uh, you know, I mean, they've got their problems there in Chicago, um, for sure. Um, Jamar Chase gets into the end zone. T. Higgins gets into the end zone. Uh, Tyler Boyd got some decent looks, but, you know, I mean, seven for 73, second most targets there. Um, another week not getting into the end zone. I, I feel like... I love Tyler Boyd. I've always loved Tyler Boyd. Um, but I feel like with Jamar Chase there, and you've already got Higgins, this is like, you know, Boyd's going to be great between the 20s. Yeah, which is fine in PPR leagues. They don't utilize the tight end. So I think all three can be relevant. And, you know, in a PPR, he had 14.3 today. And you probably expect them to be passing quite a bit, playing from behind. So I think all three are fine. You'll have Boyd usually ranked lowest of the three each week. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. You're you're ranking him lowest of the three each week. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else on this game? Joe Mixon, 20 carries, doesn't do anything with him. Yeah, but you don't care about that, man. If he's going to get that volume, um, I mean, that's what you want to see. Surprised so, me. It surprised me to see him at 20 carries. Yeah, I think they – I mean, last week he had even more. Right. The last week he had like 30 something touches. Um, let me see. What did he have last week? He had um, 29 last week. It was an overtime game, but he had 29. So uh, they're feeding him. So it's a good sign. I mean, Bears are better against the run than against the pass, which is why this was kind of disappointing for Cincinnati. 
because uh, I thought they had a shot to win this game. But uh, the interceptions really crushed them because one of them went back for a pick six by uh, Roquan Smith. Man, did he chug along for that one, huh? That dude needed an oxygen tank afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. I felt so bad. Um, all right. Uh, Cleveland takes down Houston 31-21. They do not cover the 12-and-a-half-point spread, much to my chagrin. By the way, I had the Carolina Panthers uh, plus three in the, uh, in, the, in the Westgate Super Contest, plus three-and-a-half in uh, the Golden Nugget. Ba-boom! But in the yeah, realm I of – I didn't – What's that? I liked Carolina getting the points this week, too. Yeah, I was uh, that was tasty. That was never in doubt. I love when a bet's never in doubt, right? Like it's like they're just pounding away. And like you said, it was like Carolina's offense on the field the entire time. Uh, yeah, just when a bet turns out like that, it all it makes me all all. Yeah, they don't happen very often, so you got to relish them when they do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Um, Houston, Cleveland. So Cleveland does not cover the twelve and a half point spread. Uh, and this one here, okay. What in the realm of what are you doing? Why do you take the ball out of your best playmaker's hands when you're down at the goal line? Why is Andy Jonovich getting uh, a, a one yard touchdown run? Why are we looking at at people in this in this game like Demetric Felton? Right, like it to me, Kevin Stefanski just it's so simple. And yet he just can't help himself from from botching the play calling, you know, early on in the game. And then all of a sudden, it like the light bulb goes off. He's like, oh, man, I should run the ball. I've got Nick Chubb. I've got Kareem Hunt. This is Houston. Maybe we run the like why, man? It drives me bonkers. Yeah, it made no sense. I don't know how Nick Chubb only got 11 carries in this game. I mean, he rushed for 95 yards. That's 8.6 yards a pop. Meanwhile, Kareem Hunt, 13 for 51 at 3.9. Like, I mean, Nick Chubb's way better than Kareem Hunt. I mean, I get you want to use both, but what are you doing? So it made no sense, and especially when you have Jarvis Landry leave this game early in the first quarter with an MCL. You got no Odell Beckham. You got no wide receivers right now. So it was kind of perplexing as to what they were doing. So if you started Chubb, at least you got the touchdown, but should have been a much bigger day in this type of situation. Yeah, because Stefanski's an idiot. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue that. It didn't make no <laughs> sense. I mean, Chubb played 35 snaps and Hunt played 23. I mean, I, I don't know. I know it's a longer season with the 17 games, and maybe you're going to see some teams try to preserve the lead back a little bit, but, you know, you can't. it can't come at the expense of a game. I mean, they did win, but they were trailing uh, for a while here. Yeah, they were. It was very upsetting. It was very upsetting, especially when you have the the Browns at minus 12 and a half. And you're like, ah, oh, ball sniffers. Right? <laughs> it was terrible. Terrible. Uh, Brandon Cook seems to be a thing, or will he not be, considering uh, Teron Taylor left this game and uh, and now they've got Davis Mills, and they're awaiting. Let's see. Last I saw, yeah, MRI pending on yeah, no, Taylor's, Taylor's, Taylor's hamstring. He's already been ruled out because they play Thursday night against the Panthers, so he's out. Uh, and they also had a couple other injuries in this game to the receiving court: Nico Collins, a shoulder; Danny Amendola, a hammy. Yeah, no, I mean Brandon Cooks is. 
I think we talked about it, but he was undervalued in a lot of drafts. Like everyone was kind of ignoring him and he was going in a range where it's like, okay, I get the Texan situation isn't ideal, but who else is there at wide receiver? So uh, I know Mills, Mills was eight of 18, 102 and a touchdown. Yeah. So was that, was that the touch? Did he throw the touchdown to Cooks or Lindsay? I forgot. Who, um, Taylor or Mills? Oh, Mills. Mills threw Mills. it to Cooks. Okay, so yeah, there you go. And Cooks had 14 targets, bro. No one else on this team had more than two. So Cooks is going to continue to get fed the football. I mean, against more, I guess, elite teams, they might take them out. I mean, I thought the Browns' defense was going to be better. I don't think they, they've been playing well so far. I mean, they played Kansas City week one, okay. And they did. They had the lead for most of that game. But today, uh, defense wasn't very good for them. Was not. That was a huge bummer. Huge bummer, especially if you used them in DFS. Like... I did. Um, all right. In the realm of never second guess yourself. Remember, you and I had this conversation, Adam. We talked about it. Uh, the Rams Indianapolis game. We talked about how the line was fishy. Um, and it just, you know, it just screamed, take the Colts. And you were like, yeah, I'm taking the Colts. So I took the Colts in the uh in the in the the golden nugget. Was but, it three and a half or three? Uh three and a half. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and it was three and a half in the Super Contest, too. The problem was, was that as Mish and I were talking about it um, on Friday night, both uh, Michael Pittman and, uh, and Paris Campbell were, uh, were considered questionable. They showed up late on the injury report. So we didn't know about Pittman until this morning when they said that he was going to play, but Paris Campbell was out. Um, there were injuries to the offensive line. They were, you know, looked like they could have, excuse me, could have been without two other guys on the offensive line. This is all like Friday uh, going into Saturday, right? And so, you know, we discussed it. We talked about it. We we're like, well, maybe we should pivot, right? We, we want Jacksonville to win so that, you know, Denver, uh, you know, whatever, won't have like a, you know, they won't have a big point spread against the, uh, the Jets because Denver never loses their first game at home. It's just, it's what, it's what happens. Um, so we were kind of looking forward to it. So we were like, all right, well, let's take the Jags and the points here, the six points for Jacksonville. Yes. The defense is good for Denver, but maybe Jacksonville can kind of keep it close. So I pivoted, you know, for the super contest off the Colts, uh, and onto the Jags and we'll just hit both these games here. Why not? Um, Rams win 27 to four Cooper cup. Uh, Matthew. I, I I'm, I'm at the point here now, Adam, where it's like, I wish I liked anything as much as Matthew Stafford likes Cooper cup. Yeah, man, you're feeling great right now. If you have Cooper cup and it's funny cause, uh, I did have Cooper cup ranked pretty high, but I had woods higher. Uh, so I only have cup in basketball, not in season long, but I mean, it's pretty clear he's looking for him. I mean, Robert Woods still got eight targets, but Cup had 11, and Cup has been wide open and nine for 163 and two touchdowns. Unbelievable. So you're feeling really good about that. Daryl Henderson looked really good, had a touchdown this game, and then left uh, with a rib injury. And Sony Michelle came in and went 10 for 46. So uh, that was the theme of this week. A lot of injuries. So we'll have to keep an eye on Henderson. But Sony Michelle was probably drafted in most leagues anyway. He started really rising up draft boards, but really sucks. Uh, I mean, we'll get, we'll see. Maybe Henderson is fine. Um, and then the cold side, my goodness, I have never seen such pathetic goal line offense because if you did take the Colts in this game, like I did, you were tilting early on. Yeah. There were th three straight plays that Jonathan Taylor at the one he stopped. Then 
Wentz gets sacked. Ah, okay, fine. Next time, uh, they get inside the goal line. Taylor stopped again a couple times. Wentz with a stupid, idiotic shovel pass that gets intercepted. I'm like, that was the worst. Dude, three I saw I saw I think three shovel passes yeah, today saw, that were all epic fails. Yeah, I just it's so stupid. I, they're trying are they trying to copy Kansas City with Travis Kelsey over the last couple of years? Like it works for them, but like, you know, you got Travis Kelsey. Uh, but yeah, it didn't make sense. Uh then Wentz gets injured in this game and Jacob Eason comes in, he throws a pick late. This was terrible for Jonathan Taylor. I think he had seven carries inside the five and didn't score. So terrible game for him. Uh, but the good thing is Michael Pittman. I mean, they did have a lot of injuries, but you needed to see this from Pittman. I think, you know, a lot of people liked them going into the air figuring, right? This could be it. They really don't have a lot of targets there at wide receivers. So after Wentz was checking down the running backs last week, every play, uh, we saw him go to Pittman quite a bit. 12 targets, eight for 123. Of course, Zach Pascal find the end zone again. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, the Colts could have won this game had they executed their goal line offense a little bit better. Uh, but you know what? They covered the spread. That's what matters. That's that's really <laughs> in the end. Um, have your shares of Cooper Cup. Enjoy that. Um, and just you are very, very happy that the Colts covered the spread. Uh, Denver covers the spread against Jacksonville. It was a six point game there. Um, you know, it looked like it might have been a game really early on when um, when Trevor Lawrence threw that touchdown pass to Marvin Jones, but then it just systematically went downhill. And it wasn't an exciting game. It was just more of like, all right, here comes Denver. Well, you know, all right, here comes Denver. It was like field goal, touchdown, field goal, touchdown. It was just very uh to me, it was it was boring in the sense of like, you know, I was losing on the spread there. On the interesting front, well, there's Welcome back, Cortland Sutton, we can talk about. We could talk about two weeks in a row with Marvin Jones with a touchdown. Uh, we could talk about James Robinson stinking, but at least there wasn't too much Carlos Hyde in the mix there, which was uh, which was better. And then again, another 50-50 split for Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Neither one of them gets into the end zone. Williams proves to be more productive. Yeah, Gordon played 41 snaps, Williams 28. There was one play where I was like, oh, my God, that look, Melvin Gordon looks so damn slow. Uh, so, you know, you're going to have to be patient there. I mean, it's a good sign that Williams has split the first two weeks. It's not mm -hmm. ideal, but it means that it could be headed towards him at some point. Look, Cortland Sutton, you I think you got for fortunate that Jerry Judy got hurt because now he commands a huge target share. Um, always loved the talent, but I liked Judy better this year. And I, I, who knows how that would have turned out, but it looked like Judy was definitely evolving in week one and then he got hurt. But this is like huge for Sutton now, uh, 12 targets, nine for 159. You know, if you picked up Tim Patrick and used him only four targets, but he did find the end zone again, they didn't really need to do much in this game. They kind of had the lead and were conservative here. Um, and then on Jacksonville side, at least Robinson got the touches again. They didn't they didn't really run a lot of plays here either. Uh, so at least Carlos Hyde went to the background. LaVisca Chenault got hurt. I think he's getting an MRI on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, Marvin Jones uh, led the way with 11 targets after it was Chark last week. But if Chenault's out, then, you know, dwindles it for uh, Marvin Jones and Chark to get most of it. But uh, yeah, Lawrence, uh, shaky here, man. Yeah. Shaky is probably the best way to do it. But I mean, the Broncos listen, are a really good secondary and a really good defense. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got Bradley Chubb and, and Vaughn Miller coming in 
from the outside on the pass rush. The corners are rock solid. Yeah, there's the you know, listen, I don't I'm not gonna sit here and 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 shit on Trevor Lawrence or the Jaguars here. It's just a very it's a tough matchup. It's a Vic Fangio defense, and he's you know, Fangio of 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 all like you know, head coaches slash defensive coordinators, he's one of the best at disguising coverage. He's really one of the best at it. So yeah, I'm just bummed now because now the spread's just gonna be big against the Jets next week, especially with the way Zach Wilson looked this week. So uh, and okay, then, cool. then that right. suddenly becomes a game where it's like, do you really want to take Denver at home here? All right. Got my number one defense ranked for next week already. Thank you. Denver Broncos. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, drafted, I drafted them for their stretch to open the year. Giants, Jacksonville Jets. Oof, oof, oof. Oh, so good. So good. Um, You know what, though? If you had the Bills defense today, oh, it got a little better. How about a shutout of the Miami Dolphins? Tua Tungavailoa leaves the game with a rib injury. Not a great game for Josh Allen. Only 179 passing yards, two touchdowns. Um, you know, this was, uh, I don't know, it was one of those games, it was kind of like the other game, you know, like the, like Denver. They didn't need to do a lot to win. You know, it was like Devin Singletary had that big run early. Um, Diggs caught a touchdown. And then I feel like they were just like, you know what, let's just, grind the clock out in the second half. They ran a bunch. Uh, Zach Moss caps it off with two fourth quarter touchdowns. Um, you know, it, it, was a, it, it is what it is. It was just a, a good, sound, thorough beating of the Dolphins. Yeah, Singletary, 43 snaps. Moss, 18. Singletary looked better, so keep that in mind. Uh, I don't know if we got the answer of what they're going to do. I mean, it still looks like it's leaning more towards Singletary, but Let's see what happens in a competitive game. Do they use Moss more at the goal line? That's something to keep in mind. Josh Allen had a touchdown taken away. So he gave himself up at the one or two yard line. So, and that led to a Moss touchdown. A very underwhelming game for Diggs for what you paid for. I mean, and no one else did anything as you alluded to. And then, yeah, just the disaster on the Miami side. Jacoby Brissett came in. Running backs did nothing. Uh, the receivers are dropping passes left and right. Parker, Waddle, uh, Wilson on a, a third down. Grant, it was just brutal. I mean, they did they did no favors uh, to the quarterbacks here. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens now with Tua to see if this is a significant and Brissett uh, might be the starter now. Brissett might be the starter. Yeah, I mean, you know, rib injury. I did see a report saying that he he should be back next week, but you know, we'll uh, we'll, we'll just kind of have to wait and see. Yeah, so. Again, not not a big game for for anybody here. I mean, I guess for Singletary, eighty two yards and a touchdown is big for Singletary. But you know, who started him? There right. might have been some people, maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe they got scared off because all oh, Moss is playing. But you know, there, there's a possibility that some people might have used Singletary the state of some backfields. Yeah, maybe. I'd ask for screenshots, but I really don't care. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why don't you post your screenshots Look, at Adam Rodas at Roto Buzz Guy hashtag Andy me. up. Yeah, let me see your your screenshots of uh, of Devin Singletary winning it for your team. <laughs> oh man, speaking of jackasses and a total disaster, can this San Francisco backfield get any worse, dude? 
Well, I mean, they're all hurt right now, so uh, it, it's it's unbelievable, man. You know, Mitchell looked like he had a touchdown. They called it back. He has a shoulder injury. Trey Sermon's first carry. He gets absolutely popped, fumbles, gets hurt. He's in concussion protocol. Michael Hasty got hurt. I mean, geez. I mean, now they have Trenton Cannon. And, uh, let's not forget, they had to carry, carry on Johnson to the team like last week. So, yeah, who knows what's going to happen now with this backfield. But, boy, uh you spent all that money on Mitchell. You used him. This is a, a kick in the balls. Those rancheros. Um, yeah, this was. But you know what, though, man? I mean, I got to be honest with you. I have I have zero sympathy. Like, we saw all those crazy bids for Elijah Mitchell. I mean, how many times did you see somebody asking you a question, whether it was in the Discord channels for Fantasy Alarm uh, or, or they were tweeting at you or maybe you deal with emails or Facebook, I don't know, man. Whatever your medium is, how many how many people like grabbed Elijah Mitchell and then sat there asking you if they should start him or you know some other tomato can player who was like, I was like, really? You just spent like seventy five to a hundred percent of your budget on on Elijah Mitchell, and you're gonna ask me whether or not you should start him over. Uh, you know, Tyson Williams, like what kind of piece of crap is that? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the situation. Uh, I believe I did have him ranked higher than Williams this week. And look, he played 43 snaps. Hasty played 25. So he was the lead back. It just didn't work out. If he finds the end zone, maybe it's a better day. But the whole the whole rushing attack was terrible today across the board. I mean, they averaged 3.1 yards per carry collectively. So maybe this Eagles run defense is better than we think. But I mean, across the board, I mean, this game, I mean, first of all, San Fran went into halftime leading 7-3. They were thoroughly outplayed in the first half. And you could see it like Philadelphia looked dejected and they should have been because they were in control of this game. They could not put points on the board. So it's just, it's terrible. I mean, that's the unfortunate part. Sometimes this is kind of the way the 49ers want to play. You expected this to be a high-scoring game. I mean, the total is 49. I'm sure almost everyone took the over. This was a dud across the board. I mean, none of the running backs panned out. I mean, Debo Samuel was the only decent play. Six for 93. George Kittle, another underwhelming game. Brandon Ayuk. Oh, he caught a pass for six yards. Congratulations. Uh, hopefully you didn't play him. How about um, Jawan Jennings, baby? That's yeah. right. Pushing I mean, Brandon Ayuk to the back. Well, Ayuk did play 38 snaps. Sherfield played 24. So at least he was on the field. But it doesn't matter when you're getting two targets. I mean, they play from ahead. Yeah, I mean, this was another game that was just kind of disaster across the board. And got to see what happens. I mean, we we could be looking at Kerryon Johnson (laughs) next week for the 49ers against the Packers. I think that's the Sunday night game. I mean, the Packers play Monday night and then Sunday night. What kind of shit is that? (laughs) <laughs> Aaron Rodgers oh, fuck him okay. man gotta be good to Aaron gotta be good to Aaron come on come on how about on the Philly Philly side man Miles Sanders not a great game and again there was another example of taking the ball out of your playmakers hands and trying like stupid gimmicky shit uh inside the inside the uh the the green zone it's 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 utterly ridiculous yeah they try to Philly special again <laughs> I, I, was just, I was just about to say, can we stop it with the Philly special? Nobody falls for that shit anymore. Yeah, this is brutal. Uh, back to a point I made earlier, though. That's the thing about, you know, the running quarterbacks. Like, Hurts did not have a good day. 12 of 23, 190 yards passing. 
but he had 10 carries, 82 yards, and found the end zone. So it makes up for it. Whereas, you know, you look at Dak Prescott, who didn't do anything, and he's not running anymore. So that's where the running quarterback really comes in. And even if they're having a bad day, they make up for it on the ground. And that's why you see those guys get drafted where they do. But um, he also had a long pass to Jalen Rager, who stepped out of bounds. Yeah, he stepped out of bounds, came back in. So that killed it. So, you know, it could have been a little bit of a better day. Um, but yeah, I mean, across the board, uh, Devontae Smith, two for 16, Goddard, two for 24. I mean, this, this was just terrible across the board. So, I mean, really no one from Philly did anything relevant for fantasy except Hurts. And even so for a quarterback, it, it wasn't a great week. So yeah, this was, this was a pretty dud of a, a game for fantasy. It was a huge dud of a game for fantasy. And I, uh, sadly invested in, in both Miles Sanders and, uh, George Kittle for uh, some cash game play today. And that just uh, didn't, it didn't pan out for me. I had such great plays in the playbook. And of course the guys who I start in my lineups are the, uh, the ones that don't pan out. Like, yeah, what the hell that sucks. That sucks. You're going to have weeks like that. Unfortunately. I didn't even, I haven't even scored the playbook yet. You know, we usually do it just, you know, this, this is what the, Optimal lineup would have been if you just use players from the playbook and the dartboard, right? And it's like, you know, these crazy high scores. And they're just, it's it's so funny because the plays are all right there. And you're like, ah, I had it right here at my fingertips. And yet I went with stupid Miles Sanders. You know? Why? <laughs> Why? I know you have no sympathy for me. I didn't that it happens. Yeah, but you you didn't really sound that sympathetic. You weren't like uh, there was no like there there or it's gonna be okay, bro. You don't need that for me, bro. You're a big boy. Oh, you making fat jokes now? No, <laughs> I'm not, dude. Seriously, Come you on. don't drink soda though, do you? No, I just drink copious amounts of Red Bull. I'm trying to oh, poison. Oh, great, stuff. even better, dude. Are you kidding? Oh, dude, that th- my goal is when they do the autopsy. That it glows like Chernobyl inside me. Red Bull has a lot of sugar, right? Yeah, that's why you drink the sugar free. Oh, you drink the sugar free? Yeah. Okay. I just need the caffeine, dude. All right. And you don't like coffee? Oh, I hate coffee. Oh, I love coffee, bro. Like I like so my routine now is between the Sunday night games to get some coffee. Between the end of the 7:30 and the beginning of the eight, get some coffee. So and then in the morning, obviously. So nah, I call, I can drink coffee like it's water. I love the taste. It's not even the do you do, do you do the Sanka at night? Do you do no. the decaf? No, I mix it up. No, I don't do the decaf at night. I probably should. But I knew we were going to be up late doing this. And then, uh, you know, I have to review some more stuff. And uh, I got to watch Power also. I didn't get to watch Power. So. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. Yeah. See, I got to. I got to plan the show. I got baseball, MLB best bets and stuff to do for tomorrow. I got to write up the Monday showdown slate. Got the monkey knife fight video. Yeah. So you need coffee. I I need more Red Bull (laughs) or uh, or just a fistful of Adderall. That's it. That's that's going to be my biography when when I die. (laughs) Right. The title is going to be a fistful of Adderall. The Howard Bender story. Sponsored by Red Bull. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, well, speaking of sponsorship, all right, I'll tell you what. Let's just take a quick time out, take a commercial break. Adam and I will regroup. He'll get some coffee. I'll get some Red Bull. We'll both finish up the uh, the rest of these games in just a hot second. We'll be right back. All right, Adam Rodas, Howard Bender here, Fantasy Alarms Finest on the Anti Up Podcast, taking you through all your week two games. <laughs> so up and down. I will say this though, where it mattered most, right? Like in uh, in my NFFC, uh, you know, Champions League, and then my um, my FFPC main event team. They both they crushed today. They did. And that's I good. And, yeah, that's, and I was happy. Those are the important leagues. Well, I mean, yeah, if I can stand to win like a, like an ass load of money, sure, 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 sure. I think my Scott Fishbowl team took it up the hoo-ha. Um, yeah, actually, I had Mahomes, but I think I was still losing. I didn't even check. I, I probably lost. I, I, I don't know. I never have, like, great teams in that league. But like I said, you know what? If I'm going to suck in any league, I don't mind it being that. Right. Um, yeah, I lost. Oh my god, my opponent put up one seventy seven. You know what's so I, funny? I, I, I was like sitting negative, there. Negative seven from Trevor Lawrence. Negative seven from Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the Scott Fishbowl scoring. I mean, that just you know. Oh, yeah. what Joe Burrow get today with his three picks too? Oh boy. Oh well. You know, it wasn't until I was waiting for the Sunday night game to come on. Like I had, you know, I had checked out, you know, all my DFS lineups. But it really it wasn't until the uh, the end of uh, yeah the end of the the late games that I even checked my lineups like my my to that. see how I was doing I was like it's ah, better I just, doing that. right it, I, like it, it doesn't matter you know it's it, it, it'll it'll be what it is at the end of the day <laughs> you know I'm not like you know I'm not gonna sit there and like you know I didn't have any situations. Um, you know, because I was like, oh, I got to check and see if, you know, if I want to put this guy back in here, or if I can just leave it, you know, the backup in. I only had like one of those situations where I was like, do I put Michael Pittman in, you know, for this guy? I think that was in the uh, are you in the family league? No. <laughs> 16 team league. Like, why? Why? I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm in because I'm the defending champion. But it was like, all of a sudden, I told you about this. They were like, yeah, let's make it a 16-team league. Yeah. I was like, why? Well, these two people wanted to join. Well, then you should have told me I would have dropped out. <laughs> I would have retired a winner. I don't even know. What did I do in that league? I think I lost in that league today. Let me just have a, let me have a, a quick gander here. Oh, shit. No, look, I won. Oh, I beat Jen Piacenti. She's not family anymore. No, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah, just kidding. What? She'll always be family. She'll always be family. I miss her already. I do. Like I love Tara, and Tara's great. Uh, she's doing a lot of the videos that uh, that that Jen was doing. But I miss Jen. Our Sunday morning live streams. I mean, listen, you know, and Pemba's a great dude. Love him, Pemba. Is he Jen Piacenti? No. Hell no. No, no, no. Yeah, well, we oh, uh, one of uh, one of our subscribers, Cam Cam, the ice cream man. Did I ever tell you about this dude? No. So he's from Australia. He moved to Arizona, and he he does like 
for corporate events and corporate parties, he does the Sunday bar, right? So it's all ice cream and toppings and all that yummy deliciousness. And he like, he like chimes in on the live stream this morning. And I'm like all excited about it and all about to talk about extra toppings and, you know, do the whole sprinkles from the uh, Geico commercial and tag team. And, uh, and John was like, yeah, I, I just want my vanilla, my vanilla bean ice cream. That's it. I, I don't even, I don't even need toppings. Oh man, I don't even need the toppings. It's not surprising. It's crazy, right? Yeah, it really is. Come on, you got to put something on that shit. Even if you want vanilla, fucking throw gummy bears or peanut butter cups or something on it, John. I mean, do, do you just not like some chocolate fudge like, or caramel or something? Strawberries? Oh, fucking some pe- caramel topping on or, that, or, right? Or, Why or wouldn't pe- you? Or pee in it. Do something. <laughs> like, come on you can't just have vanilla what is that shit <laughs> it's like a little urine i'm like all right at least you're you know doing something well it depends like i mean are you gonna are you gonna eat asparagus all night and then pee in the ice cream or are you gonna like are you gonna eat pineapple all Dude, night i'll take you know put asparagus in there i like asparagus i don't want it in my ice cream but do something put asparagus in there there you go can't be I, meant blank, the, though. I meant what it does to your pee. What does it do? Oh, asparagus it makes your pee stink. Does it? I never noticed that. I eat asparagus here and there. Well, maybe, maybe your well, pee maybe just that's why stinks we smell in general. Like, that's what it was smelling the other day. Then I thought something was wrong with my bathroom. Maybe it was the asparagus. Oh and if I got, you know what? I got to do. I got to check oh. that out. Are you serious? You've never heard that in your I'm life? Not once. Now I'm going to Google that. Does, I, a, does asparagus make your pee smell funny? Go ahead, Google it. Apparently, let's see. Uh, so, oh, because so, it has sulfur in it or something? Wow, okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that shit. I love asparagus, bro. That shit is good Ugh. and healthy for you. Oh, I love asparagus. Love it. <sighs> But I, the restaurants give you like three of them. I'm like, really, bro? Come on. Stop being fucking selfish. Give me like seven or eight of them. They're stingy with the asparagus. <laughs> Is that the name of this episode? <laughs> the smelly asparagus? Don't know. Don't be stingy with the asparagus. <laughs> restaurants it's the Adorona story. So it's a fistful of Adderall, the Howard Bender story, and don't be stingy with the asparagus and Adam Rona's tail. No, the Adam Rona's story is I love chocolate. That's the that's the story. But if we're going to go for this episode with asparagus, yeah, so be it. Oh, my God. You should think twice about eating asparagus when you're with a lady later in the evening. Well, I guess it depends. I mean, if the lady's been around enough, like, you know, you're already comfortable. It doesn't matter. She'll go, what the hell is that? Like, I had asparagus. She'll be like, what? I'll be like, yeah, man, Google that shit. I just found out myself. Do you do you like pineapple, Adam? No, I hate pineapple. Really? Yeah, I do. Because you could be good to your lady if you ate more pineapple. Why? What does that do? That sweetens it all up. Yeah, I don't like pineapple. Mango is my favorite fruit. Mango is your favorite fruit? Yes. Wow. Now I'm really bummed out that the word mango is tattooed on my arm. (laughs) (laughs) Now it just got creepy. Yeah, I guess so. You named an animal that? <laughs> yes, my wife and I named our dog Mango. Our first my dog. friend has a dog named Mango. What is up with you guys? Mango? Like, what is that, a popular fucking dog's name? 
Uh, no, it's a it's for us. It's, it's a fish song. Oh, okay. I, I don't know what's up with your friend. I don't know. I gotta ask. Yeah, yeah. I'm really curious. Find out. <laughs> so the Raiders. Guess what, dude? The before Raiders are two game, and zero. Before you go to this game, I know you don't remember everything I say. We went over the betting preview. Do you remember what I said about the Steelers last week? Um, not specifically, but you wanted the Raiders and the points in this game. Well, I said I. Never trust these Steelers at home in a spot where you think they'll win. They always let you down. So what did I do? I fucking took the Steelers last minute in a pool because because I was like, okay, well, the Raiders are on a short week. They were at home on Monday night. They went to overtime. They had some injuries. Jacobs is out. I was like, (laughs) ah, they traveling to the East Coast. And because someone uh, messaged me, oh, you were right on about the Steelers. I was like, yeah. Except I took them. <laughs> I didn't heed my own advice. Man, that's a uh, that's a huge bummer, dude. That's they do a huge, this shit huge every year, bro. They do this all the time. Oh, they're home, great spot. Nope. Yeah, Raiders are two and zero. They beat the Ravens and the Steelers, but they were two and zero last year and they finished eight and eight. So let's not get excited. Well, I mean, just more excited than the fact. I'm not excited as in like I'm gonna jump on board with these knuckleheads. No, <laughs> but you know, you got. I mean, at least throw them a bone, man. Give it up yeah, for them. I mean, definitely. you know, I uh, yeah, <laughs> big bomb to uh to to Henry Ruggs, Derek Carr. How about Derek Carr? Right, he throws for over 400 yards in Week One. He throws for 382 and two touchdowns. Uh, in this one here, I mean, you want to talk about fantasy dream, but um, curious as to if anybody outside of like a super flex league started him. No, they didn't. I mean, come on. I, no one was starting him in Pittsburgh on the road after that short week. But I mean, Cart does this from time to time. He goes through stretches and he's going through one now. And, you know, with tough to run on the Steelers and, and no Jacob. So they had to rely on Peyton Barber, who his usual mediocre 13 for 32 and you know drake and you knew what drake was going to do i mean if you use him in a ppr he had five for 46 through the air but yeah i mean good performance here for the raiders to get it done brian edwards had a touchdown call back um waller i mean that's the thing about waller this was a down game for waller and he still gave you five for 65 as carded target him 19 times he spread the ball around and um the steelers man I, Oh, I mean, Deontay Johnson got hurt on the last play of the game, a meaningless play because they were down and he was, you know, limping off with assistance. So I haven't heard anything yet as of late Sunday night, but it seemed like it was a knee injury. So that's something to keep an eye on, because that would be yeah. that would be huge for fantasy and for the Steelers. Um, Yeah, we're awaiting updates. They haven't updated him at all with that. So. Yeah. Yeah, Claypool would receive a huge boost. I mean, he's already solid, but the problem is he doesn't play on a lot of three wide sets and Juju's right. there. So if he's out, Claypool skyrockets. Although, I mean, Ben is just, you know, he's not hes not good anymore, man. We saw it last year, and these first two games just hasn't been good. No, he really hasn't been good. I mean, this, this offense just hasn't gotten going, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it really just, hasn't. You haven't really seen anything. You know, it was like we got some glimpses of Najee Harris today. We got some, you know, saw some good stuff. Obviously, you know, a decent pass catcher. Um, I wish 
I wish, Adam, that I got 25 bonus points um, anytime I have a guy on my roster uh, who they show him stiff-arming somebody like oh at least goodness. eight times. That was a ridiculous st- stiff-arm by Harris, bro. My goodness. It was. It was. But it was like, oh, my Lord. Like they show him, like they're showing it over. I I saw that stiff arm as many times as I saw Theismann's uh, leg break. Yeah, well, nowadays in social media, for sure. Anytime you have anything like that, it's going to be all over. Yeah, and it was. So um, Raiders, who do the Raiders play next? I haven't looked at week three schedule here. Let's see. Let's see. Who do the Raiders play? They play the Dolphins in Las Vegas. They're already a five and a half point favorite. Mm. Holy shit. The point spread is Denver by 11 over the Jets now. I can't take that. I can't take that. I mean, Denver doesn't lose in their first, you know, in their in their first home game because the other team's always dealing with the altitude. But 11 points. Well, you knew it was going to be that high. I mean, if it were like eight or eight and a half, then I'd be like, oh, you know, maybe I will take Denver here. Eleven. Oh, God, that offense is just so uh, vanilla bean. That's so impemba. (laughs) (laughs) John, if you're listening, that's now going to be a thing. All right. We're going to we're going to use your your last name as a uh, as an adjective or could even be a verb. Could be um, Minnesota, Arizona. Oh, man. Back and forth, back and forth. This was actually this was a really fun game to watch. Uh, there were some mistake plays made, you know, um, but overall, I mean, if you're looking at it strictly from a, from a, a from a gambling point of view, I, I had Minnesota and the points. I took Minnesota. They were getting four and a half points in this one. Um I think it was four and a half. Yeah, it was. I think it closed at that. Let me see. Because I took it in the super contest. It might have been three and a half. Three and a half in the super yeah. contest. Mm-hmm. I think it closed at four and a half. But yeah, I liked the Minnesota too. I thought they would keep it close. And uh, once again, uh, they found a way to lose late. They missed a field goal um, as time expired. Uh, but yeah, this was a wild game. Mistakes on both sides. Kyler Murray throwing some bad picks. But again, Kyler Murray, man, just for fantasy this year. 400 yards, three touchdowns, two picks with 31 rushing yards and a touchdown. And, um, yeah, Rondell Moore seeing uh, more work. Uh, There's a guy I drafted in a lot of leagues. I think I only had him active in one. It was the GST just because we have the extra flex spot and I have some injuries. Uh, no Beckham, no Gallup. So so you got a brilliant day out of him today, right? Yeah. I mean, that that touchdown, I mean, that was I mean, there was such busted coverage there. Like, I mean, he was he was like sitting there. Down the sidelines, like completely like facing his end zone, and was like standing there with nobody around him for at least 15 to 20 yards, like just by himself. Yeah, but you know what? Through uh the first two games of the season, even though he's not playing as many snaps as the other guys, he leads his team in targets. So He's only going to see his role increase. He only played 28 snaps today. A.J. Green played 51. Kirk played 38. But he led the team in target. So they're looking away to get on the ball. And you could say, oh, yeah, well, he's not going to have a 77-yard touchdown like that again. Well, Kyler Murray makes plays like that. And the thing is, this offense is going to be – they're going to run so many plays. It's wide open. Uh, they 
I don't think they're going to run a lot. You know, Connor hasn't really done much. They're not going to give Evans the ball on the ground 15 times a game. So I think Moore is someone that you could start to look to play as a flex. I mean, you do want to see him on the field a little bit more, but I think it's going to happen, man, because every time he's there, um, Murray's looking for him. So he's, I think he's owned in a, he's in a lot of deep leagues, but in more shallow formats, he might be out there. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm happy to have him on the squad. Cause again, I think, you know, AJ Green, man, it ain't happening. They keep putting him out there. I know he's but he had a touchdown. I know that, but still, man, three for 44. I mean, Moore's more explosive. He could do things after the catch. The Max Williams thing was a fluke. I mean, most of it came on a tip pass. I mean, that's the weird thing. It's like, wait, uh, Arizona using a tight end. Um, so that was the weird part. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins had a touchdown early, but he was quite there's a quiet game for him. Only four targets, four for fifty-four. So, but you don't worry about him. And um KG Osborne from Minnesota, man, they're they're playing more three wide. And, you know, I, last week I took notice. I'm like, OK, uh, then he had another long touchdown today, 64 yards, uh, six targets. So each of the receivers for Minnesota scoring a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, I was when I saw that it was Osborne for that first touchdown of the game, the first score of the game, I was like, oh, all right. So he is going to be a thing. We're all going to have to. <laughs> He ain't no he ain't no BC Johnson after all. Okay. Yeah, I mean I like think throwing to him. Yeah, I think the Herb Smith injury opened it up too for them to go more three wide. I mean, Conklin did play 49 snaps, but uh and if Minnesota's now 0-2, man, and uh they've been giving up some points. So uh let's see, they're home to Seattle next week. That's, that that could be a shootout. That's going to definitely be a shootout. I love that. I love that. Um, all right. Score another one there. I'm taking Minnesota in the points. Uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, uh, 48 to 25 over Atlanta. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you saw my tweet when, when it all went down. But it was like, you know, it was that standard fantasy analysts, including myself. You know, oh, you don't have one of the top three tight ends. You got no way to differentiate yourself, right? Rob Gronkowski, hold my beer. I mean, yeah, we know that 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 you know Gronk gets. You know, I mean, he was injury prone. There's a lot going on here as far as uh, you know with Gronk. You know, that whole year off, um, he's in great shape right now. Um, you know, I'm I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know the big Rob Gronkowski fluffer, but dude, two touchdowns again this week. I mean, just Brady's just finding him, just hits him. These mismatches with like linebackers who can't hang in coverage or, or when they like, they, they drop a safety down to, to try and, and, you know, and guard him. I mean, it was like, really? I mean, this is uh this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And then shout out to Mike, Mike Evans. For a pair of touchdowns. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, look, it was you knew Evans would bounce back and Brady would get her the ball. He had a tough matchup last week. Diggs did a good job on him. Uh, and the same might happen next week. They play the Rams. So I'm expecting Ramsey to be on him. So it's probably gonna open it up for the other guys. You'll see Antonio Brown bounce back. But this is how it's gonna be. They're gonna put up points every week, but not all these guys are gonna produce. So this week, Evans scored twice, Godwin scored, Gronk scored twice. What happened? Antonio Brown, one for 17 on three targets. So he was the odd man out this week. Last week yeah. it was 
it was Evans. Next week, it could be Gronk. So just keep that in mind. The bottom line is you pretty much got to play these guys every week because Brady's just ridiculous right now. I mean, five more touchdowns. Um, and, you know, they don't really get much out of the running game. So, um, but they have a couple of interesting games coming up. They're at the Rams next week. So that's the big game. And then Brady goes back to New England uh, the following week. And that is a uh, Sunday night game. That is going to be a fun one to watch. I think he has, he might have six or seven touchdowns that game. Against New England? Yeah. You don't think he's going to want to light it up? I think he is going to want to light it up. I do. I do. But would it surprise you to see Belichick's defense holding to like 143 and a touchdown? Yeah, it would. All right. Well, we got two weeks to worry about that one here. Let's move on over. Your Dallas Cowboys. Oh, no, let's talk about the Falcons for a quick second here. Um, the backfield. Coral Patterson ain't going away, which is a huge bummer. Now, listen, Mike Davis still had seven catches of his own, and and Mike Davis had, you know, nine carries. But it was Cordero Patterson who found the end zone twice, leaving Mike Mike Davis being like, oh, hey, good job, Cordero. Good job. Can I shine your shoes now for you? Yeah, I mean, Davis played most of the snaps, 42 snaps for him, 23 for Patterson. But, yeah, they Patterson has cut into it um, a little bit, especially in the passing game, 5 for 50 in the score. Really found the end zone, so you're happy about that. Pitts, 5 for 73, that's fine. But, yeah, I mean, this offense is just a complete mess. Uh, Ryan threw three picks. He did have the 302 touchdowns, and they actually got close. It was 28-25, and then Tampa put it away uh, with a couple of defensive touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, you know what you're getting out of Atlanta. It's pretty much Ridley and Pitts and um, not much else. And not much else. Not much else. Um, all right, let's cruise over your Dallas Cowboys. 20 to 17 winners over the Chargers. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter how great you think these Chargers are gonna be. <laughs> if they're if they're a home favorite, take the take the other team. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. Um, a lot of mistakes in this one, some interceptions by Justin Herbert. Uh, you had mentioned it earlier, no running for Dak Prescott. Um Hello, lots of work for Tony Pollard today. Um, give me your thoughts on this game. Yeah, a lot of penalties in this game. I think the Chargers had two penalty, two touchdowns called back. So could have been a better game for them. Uh, definitely lower scoring than anyone thought. I mean, total is what, 55? And both teams were moving to football. It's just, it just felt like they were kind of long drives, but um, you know, Eckler, you're feeling good about. He did get evaluated for a concussion, came back. But after not having a target last week, he had nine targets, caught all nine for 61 and nine for 54 on the ground. Herbert played well in this one, even though the numbers don't show it. He had a touchdown and two picks. And Mike Williams has become every week starter. I mean, hopefully you started him this week. I had him ranked, I don't know, 24, 25 at wide receiver. Um, he had 10 targets, seven for 91 and a touchdown. So, uh Looks like it's finally happening. We just need to hope that he stays healthy. And as far as the Cowboys' backfield, it's still mostly Zeke. Zeke played 44 snaps. Pollard played 21. Zeke ran 25 routes. Pollard ran seven. So they talked about it, how they're going to mix in Pollard. They want to keep Zeke healthy with the extra game this season. So it's frustrating, right, if you have Zeke because you want all that to him. But, you know, he still came through. He had 71 rush yards and a touchdown, and he caught two passes for 26 
Pollard definitely looks like he has more juice than him. He's the quicker back, and he, he could pick up yards that aren't there. But you're still going to see Zeke get the bulk of the touches. I don't, I don't know if we're to the point, though, where we can even flex Pollard. I usually rank him around anywhere between 38 and 44. So with no bye weeks, you're usually not playing him. It's, it's, it's tough to play him. Unless you're he's like, a low, a, he's got a low floor. Like, yeah. And de- unless you're like in a desperate situation. So that's the problem with him, even though as good as he looked, but again, he only played 21 snaps. So he could play 21 snaps next week and then get seven touches. They play yeah. Philly I, do, I do nothing with them. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, really disappointing game. If you had Dak, you know, he played well, 23 to 27 for 237, but no touchdowns. And uh, they had the one interception. And, you know, he's not not running. Um, C.D. Lamb came through 8 for 81. Um, and Cooper had a down game, which you rarely see. He was 3 for 24, 5 targets. So, yeah, this was a real disappointing game from a fantasy perspective, too, because I think people were stacking this game. And that's the reason why, at least in cash, you don't want to go all in on one game in cash. Because if you did on this game, like in a tournament, it's different. GVP, sure, you can do it. And, you know, it didn't work out this time. And that's but that's the other reason why. Well, if you know everyone's going to that game, well, what if it doesn't work out? This is the reason why. Right. Well, see, and, you know, that was the thing is that, you know, that DFS wise, you know, that people are going to be going after, you know, one of those, you know, the people are going to be stacking one of those high scoring uh, games. And so the question is, is, you know, which one, you know, which which high scoring game is going to be the. uh you know, the the one that that you hit or that, you know, that that pops for you. I did the uh, I was in the where is it? Uh, the. Uh, the uh, the small sweep over on FanDuel. Right. And, you know, for most of the fourth quarter, I was. Um, I was winning, you know, right, you know, twenty five dollar entry fee, only ninety four participants, four hundred to the uh, to the winner. You know, not a not a, a crazy big GPP contest, but for twenty five to to make four hundred, you were like super psyched about it. Well, you know, the question was was you know which which stack were you investing in, and you know who was going to win. And it was kind of funny the people who stacked Dallas and uh, you know the Chargers that kind of fell back. Um, people who stacked Minnesota, Arizona did well. Um, people who stacked the Bucks. Did well, Tennessee, Seattle and Tennessee, Seattle was the other one. So that was the big one because a lot of people had it. The guy who won um, had Russell Wilson uh, along with DK Metcalf and uh, and he had uh, Derrick Henry coming back. So he didn't even he didn't even do a full stack. I mean, this guy just you want to talk about hitting the nuts. Russell Wilson, Derrick Henry. uh, Then you had David Montgomery He had Metcalf, who didn't do a lot. But then you have Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, um, the Bills D. My, I, oh man, dude, I was like, I, I ended up coming in sixth place in this, and I was like leading <clears throat> through most of the way. Um, I had Brady with Evans and Gronk, right? I was like, yes, I had Ridley coming back on that stack. I had Cooper Cup in my lineup, right? But it was like the Nick Chubb, Najee Harris duo. That didn't do it for me. Miles Sanders shit the bed for me. And uh, and then the Browns defense browned it up for me. They browned up my shorts. Yeah, they definitely did because it looked like they were in a good spot. Yeah, that was brutal. 
brutal. All right, one more game here, and then we'll uh, we'll make our picks for <clears throat> excuse me Monday Night Football, uh, and it is the Tennessee Seattle one. Um, I thought Derrick Henry only started running in the uh, you know when the calendar flipped to November. So when he like turned on the Jets in the second half of this game, uh, it kind of unnerved me. He, like you know he had that like sixty yard touchdown run um, in the fourth quarter, and then I mean he, he just they just ran him incessantly. Oh, and he had that's right. He had the nine yard touchdown in the third, uh, and then he had that sixty yard run. I mean this was just this was abusive, abusive if you went up against Derrick Henry. Yeah, this was. Insane, man. 35 carries, 182 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, and here's the crazy part. He caught six passes and 55 yards. If Derrick Henry is going to get six targets, or <laughs> forget <laughs> it. I mean, come on, man. That's the surprising part. Forget it. Look, we know he's going to have these monster games. Uh, my concern for Henry coming into the year was coming off the two huge workloads. I mean, he. I, I said to myself, he's a different back, but it's still the NFL. The guy doesn't doesn't seem to get hurt. He's he's just big, which also means he takes out more punishment. And the offensive line in this offense uh, with with that sec, I mean that secondary. Holy shit, that was my biggest concern. I'm like their secondary is horrible. They're <laughs> yeah. going to give up so many points. And what happens when they're playing from behind? And you saw it last week, right? They played from behind. They got destroyed. And Henry had a down week. This week they were more competitive, which I knew. One of my favorite bets this week was Tennessee plus five and a half. Maybe you close at six. Loved it this week. And then I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, oh, geez, this this is brutal. Um, the Julio Jones touchdown. Dude, what did you see an angle? That was a touchdown. What are they talking about? How did they overturn I, I, that? I had no clue what they were talking about. How do you that? overturn it? Like, I thought you need definitive evidence. I didn't see it. And maybe there's an angle that I missed. But everything that I've seen and, and photos that were tweeted out look good to me. Like, that's not something you overturn. So I'm sitting there like, oh, I got this. And. The stupid fumble, turn for touchdown. I'm like, okay, I guess it's not my day. But Tennessee hung in there. Um, Brian Tannehill, though, they didn't do much. Uh, A.J. Brown had a bad drop. He did tweet out, and I give him credit. He goes, damn, my family told me I wouldn't even catch COVID today. Um, so <laughs> I guess it's, it's you know, I guess you can joke like that when you win. But you know what? Good for him, man. You know, uh, he'll be better. He had the nine targets, so it was a down game for him. Julio should have had a bigger day. Um, and then on the Seattle side, I mean, Tyler Lockett, once again, bro, like I had said it all preseason, like, why is Tyler Lockett going two rounds later than DK Metcalf? It made no sense to me. Like Tyler Lockett, why? Cause he had a bad second half and he had three big games last year. Who cares? He's been with Russell Wilson the whole time and you know where the ball's going in this offense. So Tyler Lockett is someone I have in a lot of leagues. And if you had, uh, the alarm ranking, I think I ranked him 14th at wide receiver going into the year. Like I thought he was criminally undervalued and I kept getting him in the fourth round of like every draft that said, I do have DK Metcalf in two weeks. So I'm not like thrilled, but he'll be fine too. six for 53 on 11 targets. You know, he's going to get the targets every week. So Metcalf will be fine. And Carson, not a big day, but he found the end zone twice, but only 13 for 31. Um, but yeah, Tennessee needed this game and they hung in there. Uh, and a pretty bad loss for Seattle to, to blow a lead like this at home. I mean, they got outscored 24 to six in the second half in overtime. Yeah. This ain't the Seattle defense that we used to know. No, they're, they're so far. From, and, you know, they were, I was watching, you know, in the broadcast, they were focused so much on Bobby Wagner. And I'm like, yeah, you know, but yeah, great Friday P leagues. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tackles, like, but. like Wagner. <laughs> Wagner can't like, you know, get the rest of this defense to to get their asses in gear. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a mess. But yeah, like so far from 
those old Legion of Boom days that uh, made him so fun, made him so fun. But you know what? Listen, man, I'll I'll take a, like I, again, I'll take a shitty defense. Right. As long as I know that the offense is going to be putting up some serious fantasy points and, you know, to sit there, you know, the number of leagues that I have uh, Russell Wilson. And I mean, I am uh, I'm ecstatic. I'm absolutely ecstatic. I, I love it. I, you know. Yeah, um, again, still only 31 pass attempts, 22 completions. He still has 343 and two touchdowns. I mean, geez, if this guy had the volume, I mean, he would put up insane numbers. Again, he's still solid. But but then again, this was also a game. Tennessee had the ball almost the entire way. 83 plays for Tennessee, 52 for Seattle. They had the ball for 42 minutes and 33 seconds. Seattle only had it for 22-42. This is the second straight week this happened to Seattle. Seattle didn't run, run any plays last week either. That's how efficient Russell Wilson is. Well, it's how efficient Russell Wilson is, but it's also how, you know, how porous this defense is. That they're just never going to get off the field. And I think Seattle has the big plays. They score too quick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like with these long touchdowns. The defenders are like, oh, shit, we got to get back out there. God damn it, Russell. Jeez. Can you eat some clock? (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Not much. Not much. All right, so that uh, that that's uh, that's that's our look at the uh, at the games. Um, let's talk about a little Monday night football here. Your thoughts? It's uh, in Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay is it's minus twelve. Green Bay is minus twelve. Um, and then uh, what you would call it? Uh, the over under is forty nine on this one. So minus twelve is the spread. Forty nine is the over under. Um, I mean, come on, right? Aaron Rodgers has to do something uh, to redeem himself from last week. But, well, Adam, we've got the Jamalfa Williams revenge game narrative. And DeAndre Swift still dealing with that groin issue. Is he going to play or not? Yeah, he's going to play. Um, Jamal Williams is a really – I know you make fun of him, but he's a phenomenal quote. He's got a lot of personality. I don't know if you saw the tweet that I retweeted a few days ago where he was talking about, like, playing the Packers again and like that girlfriend that got rid of you. They don't want you. He's pretty funny dude. Um, but yeah, I'd lean towards the Packers. I'm probably not going to bet it line so high, but I'd be stunned if they don't bounce back. I mean, they just looked so bad last week and got embarrassed 38 to three and Rogers was awful. I just don't see how they don't bounce back against this Detroit offense, Detroit defense, which Gave up a ton last week to San Francisco, and the score was closer than it appeared because they got a bunch late. So I, I would take Green Bay. Yeah, I, I, I lean on Green Bay also. You know, and I also kind of lean on, you know, I, I lean on the under in this one, just in the sense because I feel like it could be, you know, this this could be like a like a 31 to 14 or a 31 to 7 type game, 31-10. Like I just I feel like it'll be lopsided in Green Bay's favor, um, but the score will stay down. I did play on uh, on Monkey Knife Fight the uh, their their touchdown dance game that they have. You play on Monkey Knife Fight at all? I have not. Well, so I do this. I do the video for Monkey Knife Fight on Fantasy Alarm, and yeah, that comes out every Monday. It's for Monday Night Football. One of the games is the touchdown dance where you can pick you pick three guys and then you can pick. You know, will they have more than one and a half touchdowns collectively, more than two and a half, more than three and a half? And, uh, you know, so I, I went with uh, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, 
And uh, and then I took Jamalfa Williams too. Figured, all right, here we go. And I said, uh, I'm debating whether or not. Like uh, the the original bet that I made was just you know more than two and a half touchdowns. So you know those three get you know at least two touchdowns. So I thought that was the uh, that's the safer bet. I, I'm thinking about upping it a little bit. Okay, maybe maybe go for three touchdowns amongst those three guys. Well, if Green Bay is going to do well, you should get a couple from Jones and Adams. Really? You think so? You think you don't think it's going all to uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling? I, I mean, it could. It Robert could. Tunyon? Look at Kansas City tonight, right? You had Robinson, Pringle. So, hey, you never know. Dude, there were it's touchdowns yeah. today. How about this? Ready? Let me, let me power this shit out for you. Brandon Zilstra. I know. Andy- I, apo- I apologize for not raking him this week. I put that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Jonovich, Dimitrik Felton, Jawan Jennings, Foster Moreau, and AJ Green. How about those? Yeah, one of those weeks, man. <laughs> All these no names, and I threw AJ Green in there just for tomorrow's show for Fantasy Alarm just to annoy Jim. <laughs> I literally spent like 10 to 15 minutes on a show telling Jim how. Much of a wasted pick it was to take A.J. Green. Well, yeah, I think it was. I know he scored today, but he's going to have his snaps, I think, scaled back. It's 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 been a really long Sunday. You know, it's, 10, it's almost 10 p.m. Pacific time, uh, and I've been up since 4 a.m. my time. Uh, you've been up since the butt crack of dawn also, and it's almost 1 o'clock in the morning for you. Yeah, and I had to deal with fucking New York traffic yesterday because now, like an idiot, I'm playing softball in Brooklyn on Saturdays. Oh wow! You know what? You only got yourself to blame for that. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna feel sorry for you. How could I say no to uh, Frank Stanfield? Um, easily. You could be like, "Hey, I'll come play softball for you when you freaking comp the GST league on CBS." What's well, wrong did, with you? One of them was comp last year. Big deal, cop them both. What is it? It doesn't take anything. It doesn't cost it. And you know what? It's free publicity. I know CBS doesn't care about free publicity. But, you know, if we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about the GST League, right? You comp them both for crying out loud. RT Sports gives me leagues all the time. Fan tracks even. As as problematic as they can be sometimes. Same thing. Same thing. The comp leagues all the time. CBS can't do it. Come on. Come on. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not there. I can't speak for it. If we house leagues, if Fantasy Alarm housed leagues, Adam, would you would you comp buddy, you know, friends of yours leagues? Or like, you know, if they wanted to run an industry league on your platform and you knew they were going to talk about it a bunch? Sure. Yeah, exactly. It's just good business. It's just good business. Instead, now I talk about the GST league and I don't tell anybody what site I play on. I give them no publicity. Except today. Oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there you have it, folks. That's week two in a nutshell. A little lean there for uh, for Green Bay uh, on tonight's or, you know, what what will be tonight's Monday night football. Uh, Be sure to check everything out uh, over at FantasyAlarm.com. Obviously, we're going to post this podcast uh, tomorrow morning over on FantasyAlarm.com. Why? 
to make it easier for everybody to find. Um, it's amazing. This podcast has gotten a lot of a lot of uh, buzz and attention over the last couple of weeks, Adam. I'm like, man, where were you guys? We've been doing this shit for almost two years. What the fuck? Like every day. Well, five, four or five days a week. But yeah, man. Four or five on. days a week. Yeah. Jeez. All the shit that I got to put up with and people are like, I never knew this podcast existed. Welcome to it. Welcome to it, people. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for us here today. Adam and I'll catch up with all of y'all well, tomorrow. So for Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.